0: This episode of the TCIA podcast is brought to you by the Gear Up program powered by steel. Gear Up is a program created by the Tree Care Industry Association Foundation as well as steel to provide five colleges with $5,000 to be used towards the purchase of new steel equipment. Selected schools will be able to customize their package to help strengthen their college's tree care program. Colleges with the boriculture, horticulture, urban forestry, and other related programs are eligible. To learn more about the GEAR UP program, visit us at OutsideCareers.org or follow the link in our show notes.
1: So most of the summer for me has been spent learning how to augment my classes in a virtual environment and learning how to maneuver through this really horrible thing,
0: Blackboard. The tree care industry has stories and knowledge just waiting to be explored. We'll have a variety of expert guests and innovators from all corners of the industry sharing their stories and extensive knowledge on our show. On this episode of the TCIA Podcast, we sit down with Tracy Takeuchi and discuss the student summit that her college has thrown, as well as being a gear-up grant recipient. Tracy is a full-time adjunct lecturer at Cal Poly Pomona, California, in the plant science department at the Huntley College of Agriculture. She specializes in evaluation of landscapes with an emphasis on tree disease, insects and fertility and Tree Inventory and Soil Health. Additionally, she is a Western Chapter ISA Certified Arborist and member of both the ISA and WCISA and currently serves as Western Chapter Board Director. We are also joined by Megan Puktiar, Manager of Recruitment and Workforce Development for TCIA. Switching directions, I'd love to learn more about the student summit that you guys hosted because uh, Megan started to speak about it to me and I think it's incredibly interesting. I don't even want to say like, like an event, like it's, it was an experience because all these people got to experience it for the first time, like you said, from all over. If you could tell us about that.
1: The Student Arboriculture Summit occurred in early December of 2019. It was a eight-month-long process to develop the summit from reaching out to high schools through four-year colleges, reaching out to industry in all different uh, ways and trying to coordinate college for the hosting environment, the industry to come together, and then to have actual attendees other than the Cal Poly students themselves. So it was a huge, huge development aspect from the structural side As many people would know who have ever put on any kind of a show, you know, there's a lot going on to evolve a show. And I kind of looked at it as a show for students to experience the arboriculture industry as a career path. So I was able to, with the help of other faculty and students, get together about 30 different industry partners who were generous enough to bring equipment to the site we had um, aerial lifts, we had wood chippers, we had a variety of tools that students could look at and and touch but not operate. Uh, we had a spider lift, all kinds of really cool chainsaws, all the usual um, items. We had wood identification tables where students could look at different kinds of preserved wood and sections of wood so that they could understand the differences among trees. We had a number of our Western Chapter ISA and other professional industry partners on site with educational booths. So we had the Spanish speaking committee that had a booth at the event. Uh, We had uh, birds and wildlife at the event to showcase the importance of understanding wildlife and trees. We had a, a membership booth for the Western Chapter and International Society of Arboriculture um, just all kinds of really cool um, opportunities. We had Bartlett Tree was a host of arbor tom demonstration. We had um, Maje showing demonstrations of cambial injections. So everything from ground level to academic science level through a uh, hour and a half long um, lecture provided. By Dr. Jim Downer, who did a treatment of his uh, work that he's doing as, as an ongoing survey in the Ukraine. So he presented that information to students and other attendees. So it was kind of a, a really cool way for the students who attended to see all the different aspects of the arboriculture industry. Cal Fire was present, it just was, you know, really. I think a, a wide look at all of the different opportunities for people as a career in our bar and people in the students were wowed a, a dozen, probably a dozen students came up to me and, and actually said, I didn't know this was even a career. I mean, from one perspective, that's good that students learned about it, which was the goal, but it's also uh, showcasing that we have a lot more work to do in, in getting to people at a younger age. Yeah. From the uh, student side, was it students just a year college or were there area schools that brought their students in? Yes, yes. A- we, had, we had high school students who came. We had uh, two and four year colleges. So our local colleges, Mount Sac came, uh, I believe Chafee came, uh, Orange Coast, some other local two year colleges. We had students drive in as far away as from San Luis Obispo. Um, so we we had quite a showing. We expected about 100 students and we probably achieved about three quarters of that. And I would say that that was because um, there was a storm scheduled <laughs> for the same day. We were very lucky that the storm uh, didn't actually break until all of the equipment was off the field later in that day. <laughs> but I think that that uh, kind of put a uh, little bit of a travel uh, constraint on some people.
0: Yeah, I I think, I mean, for me personally, when I started, you know, in marketing here, I didn't know anything about the tree care industry. And two months after I started, they were like, oh, you're going to TCI Expo. And I got to see all of the equipment and all of the science stuff behind it. I'm like, man, if I knew this existed, I wouldn't have spent four years in a classroom. (laughs) so so i think i think you're right i think that by showing kids that at a younger age you can easily persuade them especially you know people like me who are like oh that's a really big truck like that's awesome you know and then you see all of the the new technology coming up and it seems to be getting crazier and crazier every single year yeah do you think that with the new technology you're going to be able to get more interested students and not just students in general but like like women as well because i know when we talked with some people at TCI Expo, you know some of the women talked about how uh, some someone who have been in the industry for longer talked about how it was much more difficult starting off for them because one, the industry just wasn't very friendly to women. so the equipment wasn't the same. It wasn't going to work the same as, as of now where technology is really the great equalizer and then more specialized technology for women. Do you see the technology advancing as like the equalizer for the industry?
1: I do think that the technology is advancing in a way that will increase women's participation overall. As you know, with the uh, generous grant that we've received through TCIA and STEEL, we are able to gear up and get some equipment. My focus on the equipment purchases that we are uh, making will be equipment that small-framed individuals, as well as heavier-bodied, more-muscled individuals can operate. So whether you're a smaller male or female or a larger male or female, you should be able to have the experience of operating a chainsaw and then decide if you want to learn how to operate the various types of equipment that are available across the chainsaw types. So my equipment acquisitions are going to be based on the newer technology Battery operated, high powered battery operated chainsaws and other uh, battery operated equipment so that the, the smaller framed individuals with less muscle don't have to worry about attempting to pull start a gas powered engine. That's one of the limiting factors for women, particularly, but also smaller framed people in general. Starting a gas powered chainsaw with a pull start takes a certain level of upper body strength and historically women and smaller framed individuals have not felt safe in a male dominated environment to attempt and hone those skills because they are ridiculed and sometimes made to feel like they their initial attempts are not honored so they they may give up my goal is for people to not give up I want them to have equipment like the newer uh, battery pack chainsaws that operate efficiently in a professional way, but open the market to people who just may physically not have the capacity to operate those type of equipment. Um, beyond that, I mean there's there is drone technology that is coming out, and that's really exciting to the students. In the future, you know, pesticide applications being computer driven. Drone accessed and targeted in the upper canopy of trees still requires knowledge of tree biology and tree pest and disease management. So we have opportunities there. There are many, many interesting technological changes, but there's also a a internal shift in the mindsets of people. There's an increasing acceptance of women in the industry as women are showing that uh, they have the capability of, of actually accomplishing the job. Previously, women and smaller-framed individuals may not have been given an opportunity. At least the opportunities are, be, are increasing. We, in the Western chapter ISA, have a specific focused Women in Arboriculture Committee that is addressing some of these issues. This committee, while female-centric, is not focused solely on women. We're focused on smaller framed individuals and people of uh, different gender identifications, because we recognize that it, this is not just a a bias against women in our industry that we have to overcome. It's a bias against gender difference as a as a group. LGBTQ and other identifications have to be able to have access to an industry in a safe environment so that they can learn. The Women in Arboriculture Committee through the Western Chapter ISA and myself as the board liaison, as board director for the Western Chapter, I help that committee evolve opportunities for women. And their goal has been very successful in developing women-centric gas pull chainsaw training. So women, and others can feel safe in that environment and not dominated by men. Dedicated tree climbing educational opportunities for women. So again, they, they are not sort of overshadowed by their male counterparts, which has historically been an issue. Um, these, these opportunities are not closed to men, but they're targeting uh, the women and LGBTQ community as having historically been uh, not afforded the same opportunities. So we're trying to get the message out to the broader community that technology is changing, making our bar a more accessible physical career for women, not just the science aspects, and marketing, if you will, to people who may not have previously thought of this industry as available to them because of their gender specific uh, needs.
0: I think that's awesome, and I think that's what we're looking for as an industry. I agree. So circling back, because you brought it up, um, the the GEAR UP program. So where did you hear about the GEAR UP program? So
1: I had received an email in my inbox. Um, I I honestly can't remember if it was forwarded to me from someone else or if it was just a random, because I'm in the tree care industry, uh, both academically and professionally. I applied for the Gear Up grant the year before and was not selected and it came into my inbox again as an opportunity and I thought, you know, you can't get if you don't try. So, I applied for the grant for my students and was selected.
0: What was what was like the first thing you thought when you were selected for it because it seems like a lot of money on an individual level, but when you have to immediately think about what you're going to use it for your students, I'm sure you've already had thoughts of what you would do if you just ran into money.
1: We were, so originally I was going to upgrade all of our tree trimming equipment, pole printers, both manual and electric extended uh, pole saws, chainsaws, um, climbing equipment, ropes, everything in that regard. I was so blessed to have this opportunity. And then Because of the Student Arboriculture Summit, we had a partner that had generously obtained all new pole saws, all new climbing saddles, ropes, hard hats, climbing helmets, etc. for our students. So that allowed me to shift the use of this grant to all new electric equipment and provide uh, electric chainsaws, um, safety chaps, face shield, hard hats, all of the chainsaw-resistant gloves, et cetera, that they will need to safely operate this equipment. And so, I've been able to uh, consider using this grant for those purposes instead of our basic equipment needs. So this is this is awesome. The steel representative had planned a chainsaw training with our students last spring we don't get to do that we had to cancel it like two days before he was coming to help train our students uh for a full four to six hour chainsaw operating and safety course Uh, so i'm hoping that we will get that back in line but the the opportunity to spend this money for my students benefit is just awesome
0: i guess for for schools that are unfamiliar with the program, like you said, you can't win if you don't play the game. So, w- would you encourage more schools to go forward and enter into this program?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think that anytime we can partner with industry and it benefits the students, it should be attempted. Uh, I think that uh, we need to find more ways to spread the love and try to encourage. Other colleges, two- and four-year colleges, possibly high school level, uh, depending on their aversion to risk, to gear up, get equipment at a a younger level so that they can learn how to operate or at least be exposed to these pieces of equipment. The more they see it, the more they recognize it as a career path. And as you noted, we in our industry are mostly a hands-on group of people. We learn best often by using the equipment while we're learning about the theory. So having other schools have this opportunity to have access to equipment can only elevate everyone.
0: Expanding on the the partnering with, with industry partners, how do you go about doing that? Because did you go in with the student summit? We'll say, for example, did you go in with the plan in mind that you needed these partners? Or did you go in with the plan and partners afterwards would be would be nice?
1: I originally went in thinking that the Arboriculture Summit would be an opportunity to showcase the industry to students. I did not have it in my mind that I would be seeking out other industry uh, financial or material support at that time. It evolved to me to understand that if I wanted to have a more successful program, then I needed to have industry uh, donations and support to offset some of the expenses uh, the college had, even at that time, a very limited budget available to me to provide uh, this to the students. So um, I did reach out to some of our industry partners. They, most of them were generous in providing us with equipment and time, which is, as you know, money. Um, so even uh, Disney organization had a booth, So they hire many of our students into their uh, green industry jobs at Disney organization nationally. Our head arborist, as you know, at Disney is Rhonda Wood, who is a champion tree climber. So we had that exposure. I asked for, I begged (laughs) for uh, financial support to help offset some of the expenses. Uh, We were really excited to have some small grants, monetary grants that Uh, Some of the organizations were able to provide to offset the costs so we could advertise better. We could provide students with some, you know, bling in their bags uh, that they obtained when they attended. And then generously, the Western Chapter uh, ISA was able to provide continuing education hours for the professionals that attended this as a benefit to them. So that was really a great thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't think that you're going to go out and fundraise but I think fundraising ultimately comes to us all, and eventually uh, we need to evolve our skills in how to nicely uh, ask people to
0: help support our efforts. Tracy, do you have anything that you'd like to talk about that we haven't been able to bring up?
1: Uh, The only thing I would like to finish off with is that I encourage anyone who is interested in plants and the environment, and the people around them having healthy lives to investigate the benefits that trees provide to all of us. The science is quite clear that people are healthier when they live in and around trees, amongst trees. So I would encourage uh, everyone to investigate the benefits of trees to all of us and support trees wherever they can.
0: Thank you, Tracy, we we really appreciate it. Really nice to have have you on and be able to hear your perspective from the student and from the teaching side (laughs) I think I think it's real easy for at least me every day in marketing to get caught up in the the other side of things you know into the companies and into corporate members and kind of we deal with that a lot and the students for us they're not it's not that they're not priority number one it's just that we have so many moving parts that you know, a lot of what happens with the students is because of people like you and because of the program, like the gear up program with steel. Um, it's really important for us to have advocates for students all across the industry. And it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see the kind of stuff that you guys can accomplish. Like the student summit's huge.
1: To add to the aspect about steel. I don't know that I would have pursued the gear up grant the second year, this year that I was awarded it for my students. If I hadn't met Roger Phelps at the National Collegiate Landscape Competition meeting, he's always heavily and deeply involved in that. But I had an opportunity to kind of catch him on the veranda of the hotel that we were both staying at. Our college students were staying there, he was staying there and I kind of waylaid him in the parking lot (laughs) and had a great conversation with him. And because of that, it reminded me to complete the pursuit of the GEARUP grant, but also it reminded me to specifically reach out to Steele as one of our Arboriculture Summit um, supporters, and they were present. They had a tremendous display of equipment for the students to look at and and, uh, pick up but not operate. And then they also provided an additional $500 grant to our students for that summit so that they were one of the partners that helped offset those costs. And I honestly, because Roger Phelps is such an amazing human being, I was reinvigorated to pursue more.
0: That's awesome. It is awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you.
1: So that's us, right? You guys are
0: awesome. Join us next time as we sit down with Aidan O'Brien, TCIA's Manager of Advocacy and Standards, and discuss one of his upcoming projects related to public policy. The TCIA podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. To learn more about the podcast or to listen to previous episodes, visit us at podcast.tcia.org.